0: Hi, you're listening to Creatives Making Money, the podcast for creative service providers on a mission to do the work they feel called to and make excellent money while they do it. This is a show for the writers, makers, dreamers, doers, creators, artists, the crazy ones, the ones who are determined to consciously build the life and career of their dreams. Here, we don't just believe in getting your dream job. We believe in creating it. So what does creative success look like? How do we live a fully expressed, abundant life? How do we create the revenue we desire and hold space for our soul projects? That's precisely what we're here to talk about. I'm your host, Jamie Jensen, award-winning screenwriter, conversion copywriter, former agency founder and CEO, serial entrepreneur, and shameless creator. No matter where you are in your creative and financial journey, I'm here to help you create like you mean it. Welcome to Creatives Making Money. This episode is a very special episode. I have with me today my dear friend, Danielle Weil. She is an expert copywriter, a copy coach, and an epiphany creator. With a background in creative writing and over 14 years of experience, she's worked with industry leaders like Ryan Levesque, Todd Herman, Josh Turner, Selena Sue, and more. A best kept secret until now, her elegant narrative driven and conversion focused copy has brought in tens of millions in sales for her clients, which is why she is otherwise known as the launch expert. Danielle coaches business owners to write their own effective copy, nurturing their confidence, creativity and productivity with her one-on-one coaching, copy lab membership program and self paced courses. Danielle, thank you for taking the time to speak with us today.
1: (laughs) Thanks for having me. I mean, this just feels like, you know, us chatting and um, (laughs) as we do on the regular but I'm so so glad to be here.
0: I'm so happy to have you so one of the big reasons that that we're doing this episode because Danielle and I had talked about this a few times in our conversations is like I talk about story and she talks about narrative and we were like what's the difference what's the similarity how are those things like like because we're both copywriters we both have you know, successful copywriting businesses and have built our own businesses that way. Um, and we have a little bit of a different way of getting into how to pull out someone's brand story and marketing story, <laughs> <laughs> narrative. So would you mind just sharing like your perspective on, on that, like narrative story and like how it plays into campaigns?
1: Yeah, I, it's interesting, right? Because I find myself that when I, talk about okay here's here's the again the word narrative comes to mind because um, my background is in english literature and creative writing um you know i thought i was going to be i thought i was going to write books and screenplays and life has other plans but i find myself just coming up with this this narrative word again and again um and i think on some level the reason that I prefer narrative to story is because people misunderstand story. You know, they, they hear tell a story and they start to um, kind of go, okay, and then A happened and then B happened and then C happened and, and that's what happened. Uh, without realizing that you can, can and should choose and shape the way that you tell your story um, and the details that you choose, and the the words that you use, and the way that you frame things, like all of that matters, and all of that matters to get someone specifically in marketing from where they are to where you want them to be. And to me, that journey is a narrative. It's a sales narrative. Um, but I feel like, you know, it's it's that's the way that I think of story um, versus narrative. And I know the way that you talk about story is a little bit different.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's, it's similar and different in that, like, definitely the way I teach it, I touch on all of those things. And then I have this sort of overarching, like, the piece around human psychology and the story that we're telling ourselves to me is like a piece of the process. And then also like a piece of the marketing too, because like, you want to know what story someone's living in, in their brain to speak to that psychologically when you're uh, like getting into the nitty gritty of, of languaging and like what you're pulling out and the thoughts that they might be having and beliefs and stuff like that. So I think I tend to look at it from that like internal perspective, in addition to like um, calling them forward and like moving towards their goal or moving through, like, what do they want to accomplish and like how are we pulling them through through the narrative that is their own story, right? Like the customer's mm-hmm. opportunity to like say yes to something and sort of embark on a journey or an adventure, right? So it's a little different, but basically it's also the same. <laughs> that's, I think that's where we landed on it for sure. <laughs> Do you remember the moment when you were like, copywriting is the thing and it's the way I'm going to make the most money and like, I'm great at it. And like, this is my, like, this is actually my jam
1: as a professional. Like this is the direction. Um, yes and no. It was, I kind of fell into it by accident. And I feel like a lot of copywriters do. Um, I started out, like I said, um, majoring in English literature, creative writing, grew up thinking, oh, I want to be a writer, you know? worked at the public library then worked at the university library and just was always around books um and 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 stories and language and words words are my jam and then in college i had an opportunity to do a couple of copywriting projects and got paid for them a lot more than they were paying me at the library and i was like oh yes hmm this is interesting and not hard. This is fun. I'm gonna keep doing this. (laughs) Um, And I actually saw it as an opportunity uh, to move my life to Israel, which is where I live now, where I've lived for the past 12 years, uh, because it it really gave me the ability to work remotely and and just do it from anywhere, which was really serendipitous for me at that time. Mm
0: -hmm. What do you love about copywriting?
1: that it makes sense. I think mm-hmm. the the moment that you know that you've landed on the right words and also the moment that you know you've nailed the the flow and the narrative and the fun part is seeing the results. <laughs> That's the other fun part. It's like, oh, I wrote that and it just made millions of dollars. That's fun.
0: Yeah. It does feel good to like add value. Like it's that it's like such a good feeling. Yeah. Yeah. And you're like, you're the best, you're the best of the best. We've never talked about this, but like what kind of books have you re- I where are you in terms of your like, I thought I was going to be a novelist or I thought, you know, creative writing literature and you knew you were going to be a writer. What kind of books did you envision yourself writing or did you start or did you finish, but we've never actually talked about that much? Because I feel like we've talked about it a little bit, but I'm curious to hear more about
1: that. It's, it's funny. It evolved. Like in, in college, my creative writing minor, I did two creative nonfiction classes. Um, I did like the one creative writing, you know, intro course they made you take. And then I did a fiction one. And then I did two creative nonfiction. And those were the ones that I really, really got into. Um, I didn't really want to write novels. They felt big and overwhelming and like, oh my gosh, so many characters, so many details. <laughs> um, but I could definitely see myself creatively retelling um, parts of my life and my story. and and my narrative in a way that um, it would make an impact on people. So I don't talk about this a lot either because as soon as I got busy with my business, I kind of let that, and and, you know, being, I have four children. I don't know Mm -hmm. if that got mentioned, but that does tend to keep one busy. Yeah, especially now. (laughs) They're all home. (laughs) This one needs a Zoom meeting that one needs a, you know, print me a workbook. Mommy, can you print me this? nonstop. Mm -hmm. What do you think makes, like, what would you credit in
0: terms of your success and, you know, the skill that you bring to the table? And when I say success, I mean like your personal success in your own business, as well as the success you're bringing to other Clients of yours, and maybe this is different for each of those things, you know, what do you think is most responsible for that in terms of like, I credit my success to this?
1: Um, I actually think, and it, I don't know, you're familiar with the Colby A assessment, right? I am a- Oh my God, I love the Colby A assessment. <laughs> okay. We've talked about this, right? i last time I took it, I was a two on quick start and a nine on follow through. Right. So super organized. Like I get stress and I make lists. That's what I do. It makes me feel better. And, you know, I ended up working with all of these visionary entrepreneurs who are big ideas, fast execution, last minute turnaround. Let's do this. We're launching. Oh my gosh. And I think that I was able to step in and be the methodical follow through here are the holes in the plan, here are the questions, here's what we need. And I kind of take this for granted because it feels obvious. Like if you're a copywriter, you know, you show up and do what you say you're gonna do Uh, or any service provider, right? Like just anyway, Um, but that is not necessarily the case. And that I think sounds boring. You know, it's like, no, it's the, amazing headlines and it's the big ideas, but I don't think it is. I think it is the follow through and the ability to sort of rein in these um, really visionary, you know, idea driven, spontaneous, maybe a little disorganized business owners. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: And I love that you're touching on that because that it's actually so true. Like we forget this how rare it actually is to find someone that you can rely on to deliver great work for you consistently and like to deliver on time to communicate effectively to actually have a plan to not to not say yes to too many things and not be able to deliver like to actually know their own capacity and that's actually such a huge value add and i'm underlining it because for any service provider listening like these are these are the things that make you highly referable. They're things that make clients come back to work with you consistently. And I feel like we so easily overlook them um, because we're obsessed with sales or we're obsessed with numbers mm-hmm. or we're obsessed with like hitting a certain goal. And we're not focused on like the quality of service delivery that we're actually providing and what our superpowers are that we can bring to the table. So thank you for pointing that out. Sweet. For
1: sure. And, and as someone who's been on both sides, right? As a business owner who's hired copywriters, and contractors, and someone who works with clients, you see both sides, and you tend to, you know, all the copywriters complain, oh, clients suck. They, you know, you hear all the, the complaining <laughs> sometimes, and from the business owner's perspective. <laughs> You're like, sometimes. Sometimes. <laughs> you know what happens in the Facebook groups. Come on. I mean, um <laughs> And 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 the business owner like well you know I hired somebody they didn't show up they didn't deliver they couldn't get my voice they didn't and and I have a little soapbox that I get on about this because it's it's the blame is not on either side it's a really a communications and process issue so as a as someone hiring a copywriter you have to know how to give the right feedback in a way that is timely and you know makes sense and is helpful and not just well that doesn't sound like me um and as a copywriter you know you gotta communicate show up um follow the process and a company that has that process in place and structures in place to give their writer everything they need those are the companies where the copywriters say well oh i love working with these clients because they just make it so easy for me
0: Yep. Hey, if you're a writer entrepreneur, ready to grow your business to multiple six figures while also getting your personal writing done and making an impact, I created Craft and Cashflow for you. This Creative Leadership Collective is a 12-month program that will help you implement the exact steps I took to grow from six to multiple six figures, churn out writing work that got me attention and enthusiastic collaborators, and make a difference. If you're curious to learn more about this virtual group program, where you'll get tons of personal attention, coaching and strategy on your writing and your business, and even some energy work and healing too, let's talk. I've opened up a few times in my calendar for quick chats just for this. You can head to creativesmakingmoney.com slash chat to grab a time. Speak soon. I would agree. It's It's a two way street. And I think that we too often on one side or the other, taking an, an overload of responsibility when it's actually both both parties' responsibility, and everyone has a unique role in that, in that responsibility, because I also think that it's the copywriter's job, and I'm sure you believe this, too, if you just didn't touch on it yet. I mean, you can tell me if you don't, but this isn't like, <laughs> I'm just like, we're building on, yes and. Um, this You know, and this is something that like I like to work with some of my copywriter clients on is, is do they know how to ask for feedback and actually lead the process if their client isn't prepared to lead the process? Like you have to be able to show up as the leader to ask for what you need to do your best work and to, and to like trust your own expertise and be able to communicate that effectively so that you're not just in the position of like being blown in every which direction by like a high quick start visionary who wants certain things but doesn't actually know what they want until they see it which is often the case with creative work is like people don't know what they want until they see it and what's funny is I actually think that's something I wouldn't have even like considered as a writer if I hadn't worked in Hollywood first is the like Mm -hmm. knowing the thing that like no one knows what they want until it's in their hands like right people can
1: say what they want they they can't tell you they can tell you what they don't want they can't tell you exactly what they do want. Yep.
0: How do you handle um, that?
1: <laughs> clients who don't know what they want. Well, it's well, it's like, like you like said. The it's a general
0: rule of like the, yeah like when you're a writer it doesn't even matter like marketing is marketing and that's fine but it's still at some on some level it's still a creative process it still requires you to like create something new. And give it to this person and like tr- like know in your soul that gut, soul, heart, brain, all of your expertise is that, that the campaign you're delivering, the messaging you're providing, the way that you're approaching the narrative is going to work and like they're signing off on it. But there's this element of like, how do you create from a, create from nothing to deliver to someone who like can't even fully communicate what it is that they want you to do.
1: Um, so first of all, don't create from nothing. Mm. Right, um, and you know, this is, every, if you're a copywriter that works, you have a swipe file, right? Mine is large and extensive and, <laughs> <laughs> right? and, and you know, very early on, you learn to see the, the underlying structure of what makes an email work, what makes a sales page work, what makes, it's not what you're saying, it's how those words are moving the narrative along um, and moving the reader along. And so don't write from scratch. I mean, it's kind of that easy. Kind of.
0: (laughs) And then what if you miss the mark and the client's like, actually, this isn't what we wanted, but. They really never communicated what they wanted. Like, how do you typically handle that? I mean, I feel like
1: that probably hasn't happened to you in a hundred years, but it has not days. happened in a it it has not happened in a very long time. I mean, I on intake call try to be really, really thorough um, with what they want. Um, I find what helps if they don't necessarily know what they want is have them show examples of things that they like. So, you know, if they can pull, like point to um, an email, a competitor, a, oh, I really like this website, and they can give you a couple of examples, you can generally extrapolate the, the style and kind of look and feel that they're going for. Uh, so, that's a helpful question to ask. Um, yeah.
0: Yeah. And I'm, even though I'm a high quick start, I'm like you and that I like need a system and a follow through and a process and a step by step and a and I also know how much easier that makes it to run the business. So I'm curious. um, How have you how have you developed your own process for like crafting the narratives that you craft for your clients. Um,
1: So the process is First of all, if it's a new client, say you know we get on the phone, we talk about, and I have just a whole long list of questions. Some of them are, um, some of them are the basic like, what's your business? What are your offers? How big is your list? You know, uh, what's coming up on the calendar? What's the project? All of that good stuff. And then some of them are really questions that are designed to have them express their voice. So for example, I ask something like, um, which table did you sit at in high school and and why? Or if you had to stand on a soapbox and rant about something for 40 minutes, what would it be? And so so questions that are sort of designed to A, kind of catch them off guard a little bit, um, break the ice, build rapport, but also gather information and stories and capture their voice in more enhanced emotional states, so to speak. So like, I'm really excited about this thing and these are the words and phrases that I'm using when I'm really excited about this thing. And then I'll go and take that transcript, I'll listen to it again, I'll open a doc and just take notes of the words and phrases that stick out at me. And then that becomes my vernacular, my, my shorthand, so to speak, for trying to replicate that person's voice. So I've got That's- a bunch of those, those like weird out of the blue questions yeah. Um, that I, that I pull out, but it, it does work.
0: Yeah. In terms of voice, cause there, so there are so many different ways that different copywriters define like what a brand voice really is and how to even create a profile so that somebody could pass that off to any writer on their team. And it like is consistent. Do you have like a definition and a way of approaching that, that that you think makes it scalable?
1: Um, So first of all, it's never going to be 100% consistent across the board. Everyone has their own writing ticks that make their way in there, no matter how hard you try. Um, And same thing, like if, if, as the business owner writing your own copy, Um, if you hand it off to a copywriter, it's never going to be exactly the same, and be okay with that, because what it's going to do is it's going to evolve into, like you said, your brand voice, and then as that happens, if you work with one writer for a long time, it will, you know, eventually converge, and um, you'll get closer and closer uh, as, as each one learns from the other, but also then being able to take that, create a voice guide, whatever that looks like, um, and be able to hand it off to someone else. But there, I feel like there is still that learning curve for any new writer coming in and taking on someone's voice. It takes a little while to nail it. Yeah, that makes sense. What's your favorite way that you work with people right now? Um, my favorite way, that I'm working with people right now is actually with business owners who are writing their own copy, um, and so you know people who are not necessarily ready to bring on a copywriter full time, or someone like they've tried hiring a copywriter and it didn't work out for all the you know various reasons that we've talked about, um, and they want to get more confidence in writing. They have a lot going on. They're writing launches, and they want expert help. Um, Another second set of eyes, uh, who's sort of been there, I can show them uh, How to make it better and then take the skills and grow that way so um, More mentoring business owners is what I'm doing right now and I love it. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm and I'm creating I'm creating courses and programs um, as well to teach how to create a narrative for your sales page, how to map out and plan your launch sequence, um, how to get all your launch copy done. Yeah, so all these good things.
0: Yeah, really good things. Like if you are if you are like launching or thinking about launching or ever want to launch anything and need to know how to plan all of your copy to do that as perfectly as you possibly can for the best results, like definitely tap Danielle, (laughs) definitely like (laughs) go to her website and sign up on her, to her email list, listen to everything she says, listen to all of her advice, take her launch programs. Like she's the best when it comes to all of that stuff. She's been behind the scenes of so many, I just can't even so many multiple seven figure launches at this point,
1: right? I think it's 10 or 11 at this point. Yeah, it's crazy. It's a couple years, yeah.
0: Yeah. So she's Thank taught you. me so much also and I look forward to continuing to learn from her and I'm blessed to have her in my circle of friends and so grateful that she has taken the time to speak with us today. I have to ask you the 5 million dollar question, Danielle.
1: <laughs> Uh-oh.
0: <laughs> Uh-oh. So the 5 million dollar question is imagining that you had five million dollars just magically dropped in your lap you don't have to pay taxes on it you don't have to there's no you don't owe it back to anyone it's just yours to do whatever you want to do with it what would you do with that money
1: that is a hard question um no it's not actually that hard uh invest a bunch of it um make sure my family's comfortable Fly business class everywhere when flying is a thing again. <laughs> also, I feel like that's really
0: especially fair for you because you fly so much from Israel to the U.S. and like that's like a. <laughs> I
1: mean, I did. Yeah, you did. You did. In uh, one day, did, day. The days day. will come again, yes. Um, yeah, and, and give a bunch of it away. Yeah. Do you know what
0: you would give it away to? don't. Okay. That's okay. <laughs> I feel like the answer in this moment in history might be different than your answer in six months too. So, you know, knowing you, so we'll see. Um, I have one more question actually, which is like the vaccine for COVID-19 is happening and safe and that we have it and like the world's open. What's the first like three things you do?
1: Oh my goodness! Get on a plane with my entire family in business class uh, and go visit my <laughs> with family your five
0: million dollars. <laughs>
1: yes, <laughs> go visit my family in the states. Um, oh, I haven't seen. Is that one, so that's, two, and three? That's, um, that's thing number one. Number two is um, take a really nice trip somewhere else. I just really love traveling. And so being sort of grounded for the past, you know, year and a bit um, has been, has been challenged. I have like fantasies about flying mm-hmm. In business in- class. Yes. <laughs>
0: yes. <laughs> <sighs> is there a third thing?
1: World is open again. Um, the third thing, I mean, it's, it's my family. That's yeah. it, you know, Yeah, I'm 7,000 miles away. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that
0: makes sense. Oh, Danielle, thank you so much for being here. Where can we
1: stalk you, find you, get more of you, soak up more? Danielle, Good. Um, you can find me on my Facebook group, Copy Lab Community. Um, you can get my 30 subject line shortcuts at dwcopy.com slash Jamie. So, I've got that for you. And then I will email you fun things. Um, and yeah, LinkedIn. But <laughs> <laughs> mostly get the subject line oh, stuff mostly, and join her mostly. awesome Facebook
0: group. Talk about copy all day. <laughs> the good stuff. So, dwdwcopycom slash jamie. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. Danielle, thank yep. you so much. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode of Creatives Making Money. If you found value in this episode, please don't go anywhere before leaving a rating, review, and subscribing. Also, sharing how you connected with this episode really makes my day. So please, please, please tag me on Instagram at Jensen and let me know how this episode helped you. Also, our free Facebook community accepts new members every Monday. So if you're a writer entrepreneur, come join my write and make money community at creativesmakingmoney.com group. You can find all important links and details in this episode's show notes available at creativesmakingmoney.com and as always, create like you mean it.